This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, welcome to the Sustainable-ish podcast. Now, I am having a little sneaky break over the summer holidays, but that doesn't mean that the podcast has to stop because we or I am rerunning the fun. So what I have done is I have had a trawl back through the Sustainable-ish back catalogue. That's 146 episodes, which I still can't quite get my head around and had a little pick out of some of my favourites to put out again over the summer for you guys to either re-listen to, see if you get something new from it. As I said, some of these are from uh, several years ago, so you might not even remember if you did listen to it first time round, or maybe some of you are listening to it for the first time. And these all are brilliant conversations that really do deserve to reach some ears again or to reach some fresh ears. So first up, we're going all the way back to episode two, where I am interviewing Chris Hellowell from the Edinburgh Tool Library. I love this episode, not just because it was one of the first, but because I really love what the guys are doing there up in Edinburgh. And they've made a really successful social enterprise from what feels like a really basic premise to be lending out tools to people so they don't or not everybody needs to own their own set of tools or have their own drill. They've gone on, uh, grown even bigger, had even more impact since we first spoke. But as I said, it's such a wonderfully simple idea, yet one that is hugely impactful. And I love how Chris talks about not only the sort of environmental impact and benefits of something like a tool library, but also the benefits that that has on the community and also on people's lives as well. So this really is a a fabulous project and it would be great to see more and more of them popping up around the country. So have a little listen. Let me know if you remember this one from the first time round. Let me know if you're listening listening to it for the first time. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. I will be dipping into my emails over the summer holidays. So drop me an email on jen at sustainableish.co.uk and enjoy. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sustainable Life podcast where we dive into all things sustainable and ethical living. Now, one of my big motivators, I have to confess, for doing this podcast was the opportunity to connect with and to chat to some of my sustainability heroes. And in today's interview, I get to do exactly that. Did you know that the average drill is only used for 12 minutes in its lifetime? 
And I'm sure that similar shocking statistics exist for many of our household tools, which begs the question, do we really all need to own one of anything? Could we share these things in some way to get better use out of the resources? Well, as it turns out, yes, we can. And my guest today is just the man to tell us all about it. Chris Hellowell founded the UK's first tool library up in beautiful Edinburgh in 2015. And in this episode, we hear about how and why he got started and how the simple act of borrowing a tool can genuinely change someone's life. And if this episode inspires you to think about starting up your very own tool library, and I really think it will, Chris shares with you some of his top tips for creating and running a truly sustainable business. Enjoy. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Brilliant, really great, thanks. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. Now, I gave a very brief introduction to you, which doesn't do justice in any way to, to what you're, you're doing up there. So can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about, about the Tool Library and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Tool Library is essentially built on the principle that we don't all need to own things. So, you know, just, just sharing as a a way for a, a more connected life, but a way for a, a, a more cost-effective life, a way for a more sustainable yeah. life. Um, so the idea that uh, tools in particular is, is our sort of starting point um, are not something that you necessarily need to use every day. Sure. So uh, the need to own them is is not really there. Um, it's kind of, a, I guess, a, a slightly artificial construct mm-hmm. from um, those that might want you to buy tools yes. that is telling you that you always need to have this, that, and the other. Um, so what we do is we work exactly like your average book library, but obviously we um, lend people tools instead of books. So, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. My job is often just to confirm to people that they, they have got it. Yes. Um, so, so you know, much is the same as you borrow a book, you borrow a tool, you, you keep it for a while, uh, you use it, you bring it back. Um, we even give out library cards now to kind okay. of really and them. Um, hammer home that message that you know and, and also that that idea of you know a library as a, a public service mm. where you know when um we're not a money-making business we're a charity so we're there to, to serve our community um so we we have um yeah a sort of range of different um you know sort of projects that we got going alongside the the, the lending side yeah. of things but but in essence yeah it, it just works exactly the same as a book library but with tools it's such a brilliantly simple idea, like so many of these things are. How did you um, kind of come up the, with the idea? How did you first come across tool libraries as a thing? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to sit here and say that I'm a brilliantly uh, <laughs> independent thinker and I you know, just came up with it, woke up one day and I had a light yeah. bulb. Um, it's actually, uh, I, w- I used to live in Toronto, so I was uh, back visiting friends for um, just catching up. And one of them had told me about this idea of a tool library and and before I went I sort of got in touch with them and said hey you know I'm going to be in town could I could I spend an afternoon yeah. with you and they were you know they, they'd, we'd email back and forth and had a couple of Skype chats and stuff and and um, I really liked the, the sort of ethos and the idea and um, and so I just went in and whilst I was there for about, about a couple of weeks I just popped in one day and just saw their kind of systems and how it worked and yeah. the types of tools they had and how it was laid out and all this kind of stuff um, and and to be honest, I, I kind of already like the the idea of the the tool library, the environmental aspect. Um, my my background's in uh, forestry and uh, ecology and um, environmental sciences, so okay. I was kind of yeah. sold on that aspect. Um, but at the time, I was working for a, a charity 
working with uh, people with learning disabilities and supporting them in, into employment mm-hmm. and you know sort of uh, you know specifically targeting various um you know sort of disadvantaged communities yeah. disadvantaged groups and uh, when I was in chatting just spending time in this school library there was a guy came in who was experiencing homelessness at the time was just sort of bouncing around from sofa to sofa and mm. um, didn't have a, a you know two pennies to rub together um but had had gone out and found himself a job and unfortunately he didn't have any either the money to buy tools or you know didn't own any tools it yeah. was just a roofer's job so it was very basic stuff so it was a hammer and a standing knife and a tool belt was all, yeah. all he needed um but uh, they basically said to him well you need to bring your own tools on monday um and so he taken the job but not really you know no yeah. just thought great it's an opportunity i'll find some tools from somewhere and somebody said go and check this place out and so he turned up and he didn't really know what it was about he just you know mm. he came in with a piece of paper and a, with an address on it and was like i think i'm supposed to be here somebody said this is my problem somebody said you might be able to help me i don't really know how it works yeah um and Ryan, who runs the, the Toronto Tool Library, or one of the people that runs the Toronto Tool Library, just said, right, what do you need? Um, you know, the guy explained the circumstances, and Ryan just said, look, we'll set you up as a temporary member. No skin off our nose, you know, no problem for us. Um, you can borrow the tools, go away, do a week's work. When you get paid, you can either come back and drop the tools off yeah. and go buy your own, or you can, you can um, you know, join as a member and keep, you know, mm-hmm. keep borrowing them. Um, but we're just happy to help you out because, yeah. you know, that's what, that's what it's about and this guy just started to well up because you know like it was just this I, I you know that, I mean it, I guess it wasn't so much the the need for the tools it was just somebody being willing yeah. to like support him and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and keeping his dignity because it's quite you know like that he was in a really unfortunate circumstance yeah. um, and it's quite uh it can be quite challenging when you're in and yeah. sort of those, those sort of desperate straits to to reach out and yeah. and um and so he was able to to go and do his job um you know there's employer needn't know an event of his struggle and and you know hopefully that you know that kind of led to other work and that the situation improved um it's real so th- kind of life-changing stuff isn't it like it, you know from something as simple as borrowing a hammer and a tool belt that's potentially changed yeah. someone's life yeah absolutely and and you know i mean i i, I didn't follow up with it but i you know i, I kind of there's part of me didn't want to because i kind of yes. wanted to <laughs> this lovely, imagine lovely the happy ending yeah, exactly. It's a happy, it's like Schrodinger's Schrodinger's story, you know. Yeah. Um, there's there's a happy ending in there as long as I don't poke into it too much. Um, but but yeah, I mean I mean that's the thing is is um, just giving someone an opportunity is, yeah. is and 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 I think as well it's you know it, it, I'm at risk of going into sort of cheesy like you know give a man a fish and give him yeah, a fish yeah, and yeah. stuff. But it is it is a little you know it's very similar kind yeah. of um, in, in that it's it's giving somebody the opportunity to to get themselves out of it and if you you know that's much more powerful than than just giving handouts or doing you know doing yeah, something yeah, for yeah, them, yeah. actually facilitating them to, yeah. to get themselves out of that situation so um it's so quite, yeah so when I, when I saw that I just thought let's yeah. let's have one in the UK basically but that's that's quite a big jump isn't it to, from being in, in <laughs> yeah, Canada yeah. and having this um this kind of background as you said in sort of forestry and sustainability and working for a charity seeing this amazing thing happening over there and lots of people would see that and think, oh, that's really brilliant. We should have one in the UK. Oh, there isn't one. There's a big yeah. jump to going, OK, I'm going to do this here and I'm going to set up the first one in the UK. And uh, like, how did you, <laughs> you know, that, well, that massive step, how did that come? How did that happen? Well, when you put it like that, I don't know what I was <laughs> doing. 
yeah. So, 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 I mean, I think, I think, I kind of partly, partly, I totally underestimated the commitment it was going to take. Um, to be the honest, naivety. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I'd, I'd rather be naive and positive yes. than, than be an old cynic. But, um, but yeah, no, I think um, a lot of it was was just I thought, well, it's a very logical idea. I can see mm. it working. I can, um, and and you know, the the sort of um, the the sort of you know the the wise thing to do would be to you know go test the market and mm. do this that and the other and, and I just thought oh, it just makes so much sense like let's just put it there and see what happens yeah. and, and and so yeah part of me was just like well to be honest, to be brutally honest I thought actually at the time I thought well you know what there's there's bound to be one somewhere you yeah. know I'll go and I'll go home you know and and it wasn't until after that I started doing a bit more investigation and realized you know if, if I set one up we will be the, the only one in the mm, UK yeah which is which is partly a motivation. It's really exciting being the first doing yes. anything, um, but also it was kind of like, oh, I, you know, there, there there is there's a lot in North America, sure, and I and they're, they're they're amazing people and they're really open to sharing everything mm. and really got the got the ethos. But there are cultural differences, there yes. are legal differences, you know, the, the so mm-hmm. so it wasn't definitely going to work. Yeah. But you know, I knew there was people I could I could contact and rely on, um, but there was always that risk of well, we don't have one in the UK is is there a reason why is that yes um, yeah yeah it seems so logical what you know what yeah is it just because it's so or whatever but um yeah no I I just thought well let's see what happens and we had an opportunity to to rent somewhere on an hourly rate and just do it as a pop-up so that was um took a lot of the risk away um and uh you know we 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 weren't sort of outlaying massive financial amount yeah Yeah. um we just sort of you know, chucked it out there and, and saw if people people were into it, and, and luckily they were. And where did you get your first tools from then? Um, so we so basically we, we got charitable status, but there was about six months where we, um, you know, before we sort of opened to, to lend tools, mm-hmm. we we had to sort of build a stock. Um, so we just started doing a lot of you know public engagement and going to events and um, a lot of uh, social media uh, advertising and things uh-huh. like that. Um, and and you know we we tried reaching out to various um, you know large kind of tool companies yes. who to be honest were you know this was one of the things I learned was actually that you know we were too small small okay. fry for to really um, take much notice of um, and then what the, the real kind of game changer was a guy called Patrick who who had just got married to a Californian lady and he. Uh, was moving out to California, so so he he, he had his own business as a, a bespoke treehouse maker. Oh wow! So he had a lockup with sort of one one of everything that we would need. Oh, brilliant! And obviously, when you're, when you're starting out, you, you know, and you've you've not got any customers yeah. that you don't need multiples of these things. Sure. So I, we just kind of thought, well, you know, we'll be able to 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 sort of um, you know sort most people out if yeah. they come in. So um, this was the kind of like injection of of um, tools that we needed, and then. Um, and then obviously once we then opened and we had people joining, we had some people instead of donating money to join, they donated tools. Uh, we had yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, random people turn up with plastic bags and say, "Oh, here's a, here's some tools." Yeah. We had, you know, some uh, you know people uh, relatives passing away and asking, "Oh, well, you know, we don't want them to go to waste." We, mm. you know, that was really really proud of his tools and he spent a lifetime and yeah, you know yeah, we'd yeah. much rather they somebody else out um, yeah. than than. Uh, Sitting there, and and it just kind of um, got bigger and bigger, and then actually we did we did get um, just as we were launching, we had a, a a piece on the BBC Scotland on the on the news program, wow. and um, and a, a 
it was actually a, a guy who worked for a company called Toolstop in just outside Glasgow who um, saw us on the news and contacted us and said, look, we've got – basically, they're, they're a national company, so right. they – you know, on a local level, we weren't affecting their sales. Um, right, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they were aware that actually, you know, a bit of good, good PR yeah, and supporting yeah. stuff like this. Um, so they, they put together, a, a, you know, a couple of couple of runs with um, tools that were sort of last year's model or yeah. the boxes were water damaged or something. You know, they, they couldn't sell them, so they, they just took And it was it was all, you know, it was all good good state-of-the-art tools that, that were, um, you know, long-lasting, and most of them are still are still uh, working away. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, in, you mentioned that the the guys with the tool libraries in North America are really sort of supportive and have and there's it sounds like there's a real network over there. What yeah. other support did you? Was it kind of just you on your own with this idea, or what? What other support did you so, get? Did you find? So so we got a lot of help in terms of the um, so Scotland's a really good um, climate for social enterprise. Um, mm, yeah, doing loads of great stuff. Yeah, particular. You know, I think in particularly in the UK con- context, um, Scotland's got you know, is very forward thinking yes. in, in that respect. And uh, so, so in t- terms of the sort of business support and the environment, there's yeah. there's a lot of support. In terms of, you know, I've never run a business before, so you know, this is how you you know you do your marketing. This is how yeah. you you know, balance your books. This is what you need to put in place. So I had lots of support with that side of things. And um, the actual tool library um, side of things, that was a lot of just trying things and. You know, seeing if they work, seeing yeah. if, um, and and sort of learning on the hoof, uh, making mistakes. You yeah. know, loads of mistakes, um, but also uh, getting the right people on board. You know, people started hearing about us and offering their services. You know, we got very quickly. There was a, um, I spoke at a social enterprise network, uh-huh. um, and some people came and approached us who were doing a sort of hackathon. Oh, and offered to to have us as the kind of subject of the hackathon. Uh-huh. So we got a. We got a, a logo, um, uh, so we got a logo out of that, and we got um, you know a, a, some of the people that worked on it came, then approached us and oh. said, "Well, we'll website for you and, wow. and kind of you know got that support because because you know uh, without without meaning to, to sound um, you know un, unkind uh, when when you see a lot of charity websites because a lot of the support is done by volunteers." Sure. Perhaps the level of expertise, or it's, a, it's you mm. know, it's a or whatever that you know, there's a there's a sort of drop off in the standard of the marketing or the sure. message of the website, and I, and I think that's the wrong message to send out. Yeah. You know, it's charity, it's charity. You know, it's um, it's less than the best is acceptable. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, as a as a starting point, as an initial, um, you know, sort of a place that people discover us, it was really important to have a good website. Mm. Um, and it, and it. And it to look like you know any other kind of organization yeah. not not and your website i don't want people to look at our website and think that's a charity website definitely know. and and um really inter- like what interesting what you said about your logo because your logo your branding is really strong isn't it i love it and it's just really clear and it's a big kind of part of of what you do and it's instantly recognizable and that's really interesting that that was something that kind of came about through collaborations with other with other people yeah, well, well, I mean, I mean, to be honest, it's like one of those things that was until, so I, I, you know, I thought, oh well, you know, marketing, branding, you know, I, oh, you know, you just you just spell out the word tool library and, yeah. and tools like lined up, you know, and yes. or we have a, a pegboard in the background or something, you know, that yeah. really you had all these ideas and and then um, went to this this hackathon, um, and 
the, the, we had all these people who, and they were like, well, well, obviously, you know, the, the obvious place to start is a library stamp. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for months yeah. and it never occurred. And it's like, and it is so obvious. Um, but it's just, it was like, oh, well, that, yeah, that's because they do that. And, they, you know, that's their, where their expertise lies. And, you know, they, they can, and, and I it just, I mean, it's sort of a bit stupid. I can't believe I'd ever thought of it. But, um but yeah, so so we started with this idea of a library stamp, and then you know a couple of tools in it, and then the words Edinburgh Tool Library, and and uh, yeah, took it from there. But it's, yeah. yeah, it's a great starting point. It's um, yeah, it's distinctive, and you know, and we're actually we're actually talk, thinking about a bit of a um, sort of not not changing the logo, but expanding it to have it in because a lot of what was what's really important to us is about getting all aspects of the community into mm. it. So look at um having the same sort of same logo with uh and Tool library written in different languages and uh you know different um you know get it in arabic and sure. um all this kind of stuff so so um and just sort of taking that and and sort of going going exciting places with it now yeah 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 sure and you mentioned um sort of back at the start that you know before you even launched you you were doing kind of community engagement and you've just said now that a really important part of it is community i think part of the the kind of you know you said oh you spoke to at a social networking thing and and people were offering you help and because it's such a beautifully simple idea and people can instantly get it and hook onto it and know it do you think that makes the community engagement side easier did people instantly get what you were trying to do yeah 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 I mean I think I mean that's the thing is you know tools tools are items that are made to make a job easier so Mm. So, so, so there's no, there's no sort of, um, you know, doubting the usefulness of yes, tools. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, and you can, you can go, you know, all anthropological and talk about, you know, Neanderthals and all this kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a very sort of primal thing of, of using something to make another job easier and, you know, having the right tool makes, makes doing, you know, that or the final result better or, or yeah, easier. Yeah. Um, so, so people get the importance of tools. Um, and, and I think people also, as soon as you point out the kind of, um, you know, the tools that are sitting there that aren't getting used, you know, most people don't work in the trades, so most people aren't using the, aren't using yeah. tools every day. And and that argument, it's almost like partly, I feel like sometimes I feel bad because people almost, it's like a confession. They're like, oh, yeah, actually, now you pointed out, I've got yeah. a drill that I've, you know, bought when I moved in and I've used, you know, and used it in those first few weeks or, or whatever it be. Um, but I think it's, it, is, it is, a lot of it is just... You know, you say the name of it, and then someone says, "You, you can see that the cogs whirring, mm. and they're like, and all, all my job is to say, "Yep, that's it. Yeah. Like, you've got to, you, All I'm doing is confirming that what they think it is, it yes. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there are so many different strands to what you do, aren't there? It's not just uh, providing people with tools. It's um, it's starting that conversation around. Um, ownership and uh, resource use and consumption and all those kinds of things um, and then you do such a lot around um, sort of you've started up some um, workshops and schemes with disadvantaged people or people looking for work and that kind of thing as well haven't you is that yeah. have I kind of covered all the strands or are there other things that yeah 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 oh, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll think of things that <laughs> <laughs> probably as we're having a conversation um, yeah so I, I mean I think to, to me, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm 100% honest, the, the the real motivating factor when when I was in Toronto, you know, that the environmental side and the sustainability side, I, I got, mm-hmm. um, 
but but it was really it was seeing that guy and 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 seeing like the the ability to use tools as a um and I don't want to use the word tool again but you know as as a as a, a thing to help them out of out of a difficult situation um so so really um I was describing this to someone else the other day and so I said well the tools are actually a gateway to the organization you know it, it's the it's the the hook that gets people in yeah yeah actually what the the really valuable things happen are, are when people are working together as part of a community and they could be you know the fact that it's in a workshop and it's tools sure. that's got them is kind of incidental yes. um and and the way I, the way I tried to ex- describe it and this is going to be a challenge on a, on a podcast <laughs> but I'll try to do it uh using words instead of diagrams but but if you think of a sort of Venn diagram yeah it's got those kind of um and and you know in in those in those circles you've got different different groups so it might be that one group is our members and one group might be uh, the community of people who are at risk of homelessness, yeah. and the other one might be um, refugees. <laughs> and 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 a lot of um, a lot of charities or groups will address one of those issues. So that so there might be a tool library that has members, and there might be a charity that helps people who are at risk of homelessness. Yeah. And there might be a charity that helps refugees. What what we what we do is we we work with all those groups, but but there's there's there's, there's those overlaps in the mm-hmm. in the event. So if you can imagine that the, there's, there's, there's times when we have, um, you know, people from the refugee community who are coming in and they're using the workshop at the same time as our other members are yeah. using. And that might be the, 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 the first time that one of our yeah, members yeah, yeah. is yeah. or be. Um, we, we had a, a, for example, we had a, a um, the, the, the city council have a, a sort of team that support um, refugees and migrants uh, to settle in the city mm-hmm. and they contacted us oh well you know it'd be really beneficial for for um the people we work with to have access to the workshop yeah. because they're coming here with nothing and you know they'd be able to improve their places they're staying and you know all very logical yeah. kind of outcomes um so we met with them and 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 they, they kept on talking about in- integration being really important and so i said to the the, the council guys well you know if, if you're asking for us to set aside some time for for this group of um, Syrians to come in and use our workshop, then that, that's not really integration. Yeah. That's you know that's that's still them and the, just sure. in their own community. And 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 and, and, and you know I, I, spoke, I spoke to the group and, and they're, they're they're desperate to practice their English and you know oh, right. so I said well well as long as we have the health and safety aspects covered you know so so we have an induction with a translator yeah. to make sure everything's un- understood and this is the processes and sure. this is this is how this works and. Um, then, then as long as that's covered, then then they should be part of our. They should just be members like yes. everybody else. So, so now on a on a on a Tuesday or a Saturday, we had a few weeks ago. It was kind of the the sort of this is this is what we pictured at the start. We had um, three three Syrian refugees, an Italian, a Spaniard, uh, two people from Leith, and and myself, an Englishman, all in mm. the workshop, been doing things together. Yeah, and chatting about you know and and practicing and and. Um, and every week, this one one of the um, one of the Syrian guys comes in, um, and he comes in and he, and he and he sort of asks me to to almost deconstruct something in the workshop and tell me all, tell all the parts. So it, you know, last week it was it was the lock on the door. So oh, I had to okay. say, this is a handle. This is a key. This is called you know this is yeah. a lock. This is a, a snib. I don't, you know, and then <laughs> and then start to like guess at what the yeah, yeah, yeah. called. Google it. Um, and that wouldn't happen if it mm. was if it was those separate parts yeah. of the Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. That happens when they overlap, and yeah. and you know, and absolutely in the middle is the sweet spot where all these different groups work together, and and there's there's suddenly there's no barriers, um, yeah. and and um, so that that's that's kind of what's that's what the real 
like core um, sort of values are with the tool library. Uh, part of it is, you know, giving giving people permission or a reason yeah. to to interact. You yeah. know, um, you know, there, there's all sorts of questions or you know or, or experiences that people want to have, but that, you know, that there's just not the opportunity yeah. or. Um, you know, or, or there's kind of barriers that have been put up by society or by, mm. you know, or, or whatever it might be. And, and and actually, you know, I think I think the real message is that people are inherently good. And, you know, and and if you can get, you know, if you can remove those barriers and let them come to yeah. their own conclusions about each other and about um, whatever their perceived differences might be, that, that actually people are people are the same. Yeah the world over um, and you must have some great stories of people who've who've come into the tool library and you know whether it's as simple as going and and putting up a shelf in their first new house or things like that what's your favorite story that you've come across so far and um, the one the, one, the, the kind of funniest one they always go back to is, is that it was actually our first tool that we lent out was um to a, a lady who came in and she was a little bit um slightly sheepish about why she wanted to borrow this jigsaw <laughs> um, and uh and I sort of was like, I said, oh, well, you know, what's the project? Well, you know, because because usually if it's a jigsaw, it's like a jigsaw and a drill and a couple and right. some clamps. You know, it was just just a jigsaw. Okay. And then, and she and she was like, oh well, what is this? This my my cat's got a little bit old, and you know, I guess like like as we all do, we've got a little bit round around the tummy, um, and doesn't fit through my the cat <laughs> anymore. So she had to like, she bought another cat flap, that, but the the kind of hole in the door was too too okay. narrow. Like, so she had to just widen it so she had to go <laughs> like half an inch off the, the, the diameter cap that. Um, and so she sent me this really nice picture of like sort of before and after you know the before shot of this cat, cat sort of sitting out sort of, like through the cat flap looking really depressed standing oh at least he wasn't stuck like Winnie the Pooh yeah, yeah. <laughs> cat's backside yeah yeah. no, no it was just, just looking mournful standing oh. outside of it sitting inside so it's you know it's things like that it's just really really nice and you know, yeah. for her point of view, she she had a membership. If she only used it once, it was still yeah, still yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. And buying a, going and buying a, a a jigsaw ourselves would have cost her forty quid. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then obviously the environmental um, sustainability impact of, of of buying a tool that's that's only getting used for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not... Absolutely. And in terms of your um, the kind of business side of it and the the revenue streams, because you said you you sort of now got charitable status but you yeah. presumably still need to be generating income so what are your different streams of income so so we have um so what's what's nice now is is our so the library aspect um and the model that we have produced um so that's the you know the the donated tools mm. the, the 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 rental of a pop-up place to to um engage with the public yeah. Uh, that now is sustainable so that you know on, on the basis that it's run by volunteers and and we now have the systems in place that there is a um you know we can train people and, and it's okay. it's realistic okay. that it could be run by volunteers that now pays for itself through the um through the the membership that people donate yeah. so we have a, a a sort of recommended donation of 20 pounds for an annual membership okay. and we you know people can pay it forward they can they can donate more if they want but but also if somebody can't afford to, you know, twenty quid on yeah. the spot, they can pay what they can afford, um, because again, it's really important that nobody's financially excluded yeah. from the tool library. Um, but that that generates enough uh, revenue to, to pay for our um, police box that we rent for yes. our pop up. A lovely and, police box. I'll yeah. put a picture on the on the site. 
Um, yeah, so it, it pays for the rental of that, and it pays for our storage um, and the kind of you know the ongoing costs. So, so that model that model works now. Um, it you know we, we needed some support to get to that place, yeah. but but now that that's self funding. Um, in terms of staff and the workshop and you know some of the bigger projects, we have to look at the moment look at um, grant funding oh. as so if um, supporting that. So so uh, I I've had. Um, some support from uh, an organisation called Unlimited, which uh, it kind of pays like a bursary for yeah. social uh, entrepreneurs. So I, I had um, a year's uh, funding from them. Um, I've also, you know, I mean, realistically, I, I probably get about half minimum wage if you yeah. look at how many I do and, and how much I get. Um, and, and I work for a year um, without getting paid. Okay. Um, there we have uh, we got some lottery funding uh, we are now starting to look at um, doing commissions so we're making things uh, out of reclaimed materials um, we're doing uh, things for social enterprises charity groups and um, so we we build garden furniture yeah. we've cabinets for a youth group like it's a dance group yeah and uh, we're building a musical instrument for a parents group oh, we've built, uh, tabletops yeah and also stuff so so now people are sort of coming to us um as as a sort of first port of call to um because i think when it's when it's something you know if, if there's if there's a social value out of a product that's built as well as um you know a, a good product yes. that that's been um well made from um sustainable yeah. uh, you know sort of ingredients mm. um uh, materials i guess is the, the right yeah. word um, then, then that's you know, there's a little bit of story behind that, and so you know, we, I mean, we've, we've even had you know the the university have started um, asking us to do some woodwork projects from them. Um, it tends to be third sector organisations, yeah. but we're actually uh, we've just started a, 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 a sort of um, training program where we will be making uh, accessibility ramps for businesses, so wow. so private sector businesses, coffee shops. Yeah. Know, shoe shops, clothes shops, whatever, yeah. anything on that street that has a, a, a step, uh, we make temporary ramps that they can bring out to, yeah. to, to more customers in. So potentially a demographic that they they aren't making any money from sure. because they can't get in to spend the money. Um, uh, so we, we make these ramps, we charge the business for them, um, so that brings in money to us. It yeah. offers a training opportunity, a, a really productive thing to to be made by our trainees, um, but it also then opens up a lot more um, potential places for people with accessibility requirements to, to go. Yeah. Or, or even um, we, we we made one for a, a really high end designer clothes shop, um, and uh, the, the the guy who owns it came in to see us, and he said and he, and he kind of said to me, he's, uh, after the after one day he came in and he was like, to be honest, I was kind of just trying to be nice. Um, but like on the first day, as a lady came in with a with a pushchair, yeah, and, you know he'd kind of just had you know uh, wheelchair users as, as sure. in his head, like that's that's who this is for. Lady came in in it with a with a pushchair, um, you know, wheeled it in, parked it in the shop, went around and uh, spent like four hundred quid, wow, and then and then said to them on the front desk, you know, um, it's great that you've got a ramp because normally what happens is I have to leave it outside and yeah. I don't lock it, so I'm in and out and in and out and yeah. I'm paranoid make it. And I spend about five minutes in the shop, and I wouldn't have bought all this stuff. Mm. But I can come in, leave it, and she's, you know, she wandered around for half an hour, wasn't worried about her. And so there's there's that kind of win win, yeah. you know. So the, so we 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 get an income, the business gets more yes. uh, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. and most importantly, um, people who require ramps for access can then go into you yeah, know new yeah, places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that's that's um, a sort of um, 
a blossoming income stream where you know we're still we've done a little bit of market research and I think a lot of that um, a lot of the work that needs to be done is actually on marketing and, and sure. actually raising people's awareness and um, some of the the feedback and some of what uh, some of what the, uh, the the shops have said to us is quite um, quite shocking in terms of uh, their their lack of uh, oh, oh, oh I was going to say lack lack of, lack of awareness I think probably lack of intelligence you know um, you know things like things like oh well we don't have any um, we don't have any wheelchair user customers you know because they can't and, get in <laughs> because, yeah, yeah I mean it's literally that daft you know you get, well. Of course you don't. You have a you know a six inch ramp to get yeah, uh, six yeah. step to get into your shop. Of course you don't have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or somebody else who said, "Oh well, we only we only really have one customer, and and what we do is we just serve them at the door. So rather than rather than allowing them to come in like yeah, any yeah. other customer and and give, you know they 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 wait outside in the street while we go and get them a coffee oh, and right. it's like yeah, all right, you've kind of missed the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I think I think what's what's really important is about this kind of campaign almost that's associated with it is the idea of just having a conversation. You know, like 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 that's um, I understand that small business owners. I, I mean, from from what you know, sort of anecdotal research, and we, we were partnering with a a great organisation called Yoon's Guide, who who work a bit like TripAdvisor for businesses with oh, okay. um, who, who are accessible and. Mm. Um, and we did, you know, sort of did a bit of a walk around Edinburgh with them, and I think a lot of it is just fear of, you know, um, well, so so the term when it comes to access, the term is reasonable adjustment. So, right. or, uh, what's what and what's what's a reasonable adjustment is very vague. Okay. Um, so I think as a small business owner, I think a lot of people are, are sort of almost worried that oh, if we start having a lot of people in wheelchairs in the in the in the business, we're going to have to yeah put in an accessible toilet and we can't afford that sure. and got a small shop and that's going to take up mm. but what's really great about talking to to Yoon's guide is, is being able to have ask questions and have yeah. frank conversations and, and you know chatting to them it's like well we understand that a small business it is not a reasonable adjustment to give up quarter of your shop space to a yes. toilet yeah and but you know what would be really nice is, is just if we can go in and order a coffee in there yeah, and yeah, yeah. go to the loo we'll go to you know Starbucks or we'll go to you know yeah. some other um, place that that is a large company that a reasonable adjustment for them should include a ramp because yeah, that yeah, yeah. You know, got you know thousands of branches. But um, it's just about well starting that conversation, yeah. and saying to people, well, don't don't be worried, don't freak out. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, it's 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 really interesting, and that's you know. Yeah, it's like places that you go starting from just having tools available. Well, I was going to say to you, is that something that you ever envisaged as part of the business model when you kind of started up? Oh God, no! I mean, I mean, it's it's funny we're, we're we're looking at our business model again, and I've sort of dusted off something that I, I produced about a year and a half ago, and it's <laughs> it's quite fascinating because I th I think it was more for a a course that I was on that yeah. I was just they're like bring in your business model, so I, I sort of panicked and yeah yeah yeah, and rattling something off, and then I'm looking at it again and thinking, God, right, this is you know, so some 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 places it's gone in, yeah. in, in similar directions, but others it's. Um, it's quite interesting where you know where we've kind of diversified and all yeah, and I guess just being staying open to all those different opportunities and just you know grabbing them yeah. when they when they come along. And you mentioned um, that you've got some trainees as well. How how does yeah. that fit into the the whole? So business? so so that was that was always something that I had in mind. So so um, you know I was I said earlier I was I was sort of working in the in the third sector when I went out to Toronto. So 
Um, a lot of the people I was working with were young people who had some sort of disadvantage. In, in most of their cases, it was a learning disability. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what, so what I wanted at the, at, the, at the core of the tool library to be was, was creating opportunities for people who um, were experiencing a disadvantage of some sort. So um, and, and using the tool library as a place for them to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. to feel feeling confident in themselves and to start them um, on a on a journey towards a job so it might be that the next step was to get a job but it might be the next step was to go into training or or the next step was that they could go out of the house and you know look someone in the eye yeah, you know, that yeah, might... yeah yeah so so that was always something that I planned and, and that that was when we started doing that was really when I felt like oh this is this is what I'd yeah visit and envisaged when I when we started out um uh, so, so what we do is we, we recruit um, young people who uh, we call trainees who uh, we, we deliberately keep it vague because we're, we're still sort of seeing which, um, you know, which groups and which partners and which other charities will, will come in come yeah. and work. It's uh, generally um, people being supported who are at risk of homelessness mm-hmm. or uh, mental health um, issues. Uh, some, sometimes we get folks with... Um, you know, have had difficulties with alcoholism or uh, yeah. abuse previously, um, but the, the whole the whole point of it is that um, it's something it's something that's happened in their past, and we're we're about their future. So we're, yeah. you know, what we do is we pair um, a trainee with a, a mentor, which is somebody with um, some some skills, some yeah. you know some trade skills, some woodworking skills or metalwork, um, and they work together making things that benefit the community so it might be that it's just something it's a commission that we sell that yeah. brings in money to the tool library which is benefiting our community or it might be um you know the, the ideal situation is a is a another charity comes to us and we make something for them yeah. which benefits yeah, you know, yeah but it also brings in some income for us um so that 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 young person is feeling like what they're contributing to the to society is is you know there's a there's a, a benefit yeah for it's people. really meaningful yeah um, yeah it's really meaningful um and and also that they're learning skills and they're yeah. learning about themselves. Um, often the people that we work with have not had um, good uh, sort of uh, examples of, of senior figures yeah. in their life. Um, so having someone there who is you know sort of been there, done that, maybe made mistakes themselves, or um, you know can kind of speak from a point of um, you know experience sure. is is invaluable. And and often there's you know pretty lacking in, in their lives so um and 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 the other thing is that that also we're, we're really what's really important about that is that the mentor themselves sees it as something that they they're getting something out of yeah, it it's yeah, not yeah. it's not it's not volunteering it's not self-sacrifice it's actually they enjoy it they feel like they're being productive they they're um you know maybe something in their life is uh, been challenging so so this is kind of getting their conference yeah. back but um one of our mentors uh, was in a quite serious car accident, and that was, you know, part of um, his kind of confidence going sure. back to, you know, sort of going back to work, but doing a, yeah, a day's yeah, yeah. work. Um, got another another mentor who was a swordsmith, um, and uh, has Parkinson's disease, and and that obviously has um, impaired his ability yeah. to to do what he used to do. But he's still got an, an amazing wealth of knowledge, and um, you know, some some fantastic skills to pass on, yeah, and. Yeah. and really interested in the idea of, of, of a legacy you know and and, yeah. and and the idea of well actually what's more, more important than things is people you know and, mm. and, and my legacy can be helping a, a young person um then then fantastic so yeah. 
it's, you know, it's and, a real win, 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 win yeah, scenario, isn't yeah, it? There's so many yeah, aspects to it, and yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a lottery with one one ball. Yeah, wins. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Um, <coughs> and what what are the kind of the biggest challenges that you've faced or that you still face? Um, there, there's not enough time in the day, and there's not enough money in the bank. Yeah. I think that's the. Um, but we're always we're always looking for funding, um, and we're always and we're spending too you know too much time looking for funding. You know, sure. if, if we. If if that could be something, and and we're we're working on a, a new business plan, and we're you know I think I think things are gonna good things are gonna happen um, very shortly. But um, like like every charity, you know, you it's it's frustrating because a lot of the time that you could be doing mm. amazing things is spent running around yeah. trying to find to do amazing things. Um, and I think uh, from from a personal point of view, um, I need to get better at taking some time off. I you know. I, I, uh, I, and, and I think um, what's really great is that we're that our volunteer program is is really progressing, and it's really nice because we're able to give more um, opportunities to the volunteers, mm-hmm. more um, opportunities to lead, uh, more responsibility, which in turn is is easing the the, the sort of load on me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I even I've even had a, a Saturday off this year, which is um, you know pretty. And we're only in May. Forgot, forgot what's, I've, I've, got a, I've got a whole a whole season without going to watch Newcastle. It's been heartbreaking, and, and they actually won some games this year. So it's you know it's all about self sacrifice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and when you started, um, you did you do it alongside your existing job? Yeah. So I, I so so it took it took the best part of a year. I think it was February to March before we you know from from yeah. like a plan for charitable status to uh, opening um you know our first day so that whole that whole sort of 12 13 months was um I was working full time alongside it yeah um, and you know sort of doing it in evenings and weekends and stuff and that, and and that was that was a that wasn't um you know that was applications and sure. uh, you know sort of documents rather than actually having to be somewhere at a certain yeah. time so I could I could do it around around my job um and then when we when we opened, it was every every Saturday. Um, I was at the police box, and then we were sorting out all the the tools and picking things up, and and it got a little bit hectic. Um, so I, it, it was about a couple of months. I, I sort of quit my job to focus on it full time, um, and lived off savings for a bit. And yeah. then the savings disappeared, and I had to get a, another um, part time job uh-huh. for a few days a week just to kind of keep yeah the, the bills getting paid. Um, and then, then I, and then in uh, June of last year, I got the um, unlimited mm. uh, fund, which which has helped for twelve months, but that's about to run out. So, um, yeah, I'm about to try and find another fairy godmother uh-huh. and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think I think you know, people, you know, the the, the people that hold the purse strings and the, the organisations and the, the government and all these folks, they they can see that we're here to stay. They can see yeah. it, see that what we're doing is important they can yes. see that it's valuable so what's your what's your big vision for the tool library in i don't know five years yeah. time where where do you want it to be and what do you want to be doing so so in the in the long term with with the edinburgh tool library what what i kind of see is us so edinburgh you know being being served by the edinburgh tool library uh-huh. as as would be logical um but to, to have a variety of places that we distribute tools and a variety of places people come can come and use tools. Um, but I also think what's the, the, the big picture um, 
for us is to for, for Edinburgh to be a an example. Yeah. So you know, so so us to say, well, we're the first. We're you know the first first to open. We're the first to have an employability project. We're first to do this, first to do yeah, that. Yeah. That, that we we're almost like the kind of um, the, the the sort of practice range kind yeah. of for, for all these different little projects and and trying different things out and and that that we can be behind a, a, some sort of body mm. you know a, a sort of tool library association yeah. that we can support other groups yeah. to come to us so you know interested people other charities um you know community groups uh, or just a group of people who feel like they you know they would benefit from yeah. from this kind of model um that they can come to us and say right how do we do this sure. you know so we have something that we can roll out because it's only really going to make um and you know a big difference um, in terms of lowering lowering emissions, but also changing people's behaviour, yeah. if, if it's a, if it's commonplace, sure. and, the, and there really is there's no reason why, um, you know, from from a little hamlet with you know a few a few houses in it, mm. to you know massive cities, why there there can't be um, you know everybody in the country yeah. can't be with yeah, yeah, yeah. a few of a, a tool library because it's just. Um, you know, like, like basically, it's one of these things. It's like whether we like it or not. You know, we're we're on a. I read, read a quote the other day about um, anyone who believes in infinite growth on a finite planet yeah, yeah, is like yeah. a madman or an economist. Um, <laughs> and you know, we'll we'll get to the stage where we have no option yes. but to share because we just won't. There's not enough yeah. stuff. Mm. Um, so it, it makes sense to well, if that's where we're going to end up, why not start this kind of movement yeah. sooner? Um, you know, and, and and from that, you know, it doesn't have to just be tools. You know, and and if we if we get this network and we get this model established, that you know, you can start diversifying and yeah. other things that 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 you don't need to own. Um, and and almost just having a, a hub of, of of kind of um, you know, shared resources. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and have you had much interest from you know other people coming to you and saying, "This is amazing. I want this happening where I live." Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. No, I mean, if, if we're talking just the UK, I would say probably 30, 40 groups wow. around the UK have contacted us. Um, you know, sometimes it's just an email and then they've never followed, followed up. Sure. And I thought, well, you know, if if, 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 if you're not prepared to, to, to follow that up, then, then yeah. you know, that, that's up to them. That's that's their, that's back back in there. The ball's in their court. Um, but there's other people. Um, so Glasgow's starting a tool library. Oh, wow. um, so we're, um, and to be honest, so any anytime anyone contacts me, my my, my my like I say, my time is is sort of finite, and um and my first priority is the Edinburgh Tool Library. So I, I'll help people if I can, but sure. also um you know the the Edinburgh Tool Library can't suffer because I'm spending yeah. time on it, which is why I'd like to you know secure some sort of uh, national yeah. association yeah, so yeah. that I can take that time. Um, but uh, in certain cases, when it's so sometimes it's a charity who wants to run a project who maybe are a community garden and they've already got a lot mm. of the information there and they want to do it. And and my kind of attitude is, well, well, they're already in existence. There's somebody being paid to set that up. Yeah. We we will support them but but also we've got to make sure that it's worth out. So we will, you know, we'll point them in the direction of funding to you okay. know to it, to fund our time to sure. support them. Um, but if it's um individuals or a community or a group of people who just think it's a great thing as in Glasgow mm. um, it's for for people who uh, work together in kind of community um sort of project design um but but aside from their work they've they've got together and they decided they want to bring a tool library to Glasgow mm. 
so they they come and they they come in and shadow us. They they, they travel through. They've done a lot of stuff at their own expense. Yeah. And um, and they they're coming from the grassroots up. And yes. and I will I will support them for as long as they want support. And and I think what they're doing is fantastic. And um they've got a lot of skills that I don't have. So yeah. I'll I learn things off them. Um and so that's the kind of thing that you know that that I think you know we should really be you know shouting from the rafters yeah. that there's. There's people like this who want and, and we need to support them to do it because like I said, it's, it's such a it's such a useful and such an yeah. easy model to have. Um we, we should have more of them. Um but we also I mean we also get we've had someone had people from Belarus, we've wow. had El- Belgium, um we've had a group from Slovenia come visit. We've um we, I got sent a picture from the two library in Baltimore where uh, one of our mentors was over in Baltimore oh, and brilliant. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just, you know, you, you get people from everywhere. It's fantastic. And what would be your advice to somebody who wants to, to get this kind of thing going in their community? Well, I, I mean, the, the, the absolute core message is, is sharing. So, you know, so don't be precious, but also reach out. Like, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, it's a two-way street. So, you know, um, the reason that we are where we are is because people have helped us and people have shared their resources and yeah. shared their and share their time um, and I'm quite happy to do that with other people you know reach out and um, but also there's there's so much online you know you, yeah. you, you you can literally you know google the words how do I set up a tool library yeah. and there's a, a a sort of 25 page manual with all the documents and all the advice oh wow that, really and you, um, did a, you, know, so, you did a brilliant interview for me didn't you on on yeah. um, my blog so I'll post the links to that as well which which just yeah. has loads and loads of information in it yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing is is the, the information is out there um, we're happy to signpost it. We're, we're updating our website so that there will be a link in that as well. To, oh, brilliant! You know, so when people, you know, when I get an email saying, "Hey, I'd like to do a, a yeah, tool library," how, point them. I, I sometimes get, can feel a little bit, um, a little bit. Uh, you know, my, my first protocol would be to Google that. Yeah. Um, I would say if you Google that, you get a lot of the information, yeah. and, and then then come to us with the questions. Yeah. Mm. But but yeah, I, I mean, I think. Um, just keep sharing. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Is it's like that's the the absolute core message of a tool library. It's the core message of of the reason that we've got where we are. And and also, I think that there is a lot of times that people put things down to luck or or you know or the right place, the right time, and this kind of thing. And and to be honest, I think that's either modesty or or people are wrong because I think sometimes. You know what? What might appear to be luck is actually that you've just done something good for somebody, and they've told somebody else, and then they've told somebody else, and then lo and behold, and you can't trace where that's mm. where that's come from. And you know, it's like ripples, people, isn't it? I talk about creating ripples. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, if you had a religion, you might call it karma or mm. whatever. But you know, I, I think it's just if if your core values are, are doing good for your yeah. community, and you keep, keep just keep thinking about that. Well, is this is this beneficial? Is you know, how how do I help these people? Then eventually that'll come round and and and, it, and it's worked for us, you know. We, we, there's too many too many coincidences and too many yes, bits of yeah, yeah. luck, commas, have happened for it just you know just to but be. If you're, um, if you're putting good stuff out there, good stuff comes back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. absolutely. And what do you think is kind of one thing that that each and every one of us can do that would basically make the world a better place? I think I mean I think it's it's very very similar to the, the last point, but just being open to sharing what mm. you have. Um, you know, you don't have to. I mean, I know of of, a, of tool libraries in America. You know, there's about a hundred, but but some of them are are 
you know, five people on a street yeah. and one of them's got a shed and yeah. there's five kids got, you know, like, like that, that is, that's the same principle. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. You know, what you, what you have other people might need and just be open to sharing it with them because actually, um, you know, although it's a, a small gesture and you might be doing it to be helpful, mm. you know, you start lending things yeah. to people, you start, you have to have a conversation with someone yeah, yeah, to do yeah, yeah. And, and then you, well, are we, you're lending a lawnmower to your neighbour. Well, actually, that means you're both into gardening. Yes, yeah. Actually, we've got shared, we've got shared values, we've got shared interests, yeah. and, and and actually, a lot of the really nice social things come from mm. um, of environmental um, starting points. So, so yeah, yeah, just open to sharing and offer offer to share things. Yeah, and even if people don't have. Um, you know, a tool library or, a, um, like you said, a sort of formal setup like that. There are so many different apps and different websites now that, that facilitate sharing within communities that people can get to. And I'll, I'll link to some of them in the notes for yeah. this episode. But, yeah, that's um, the, the Internet, you know, although it's kind of um, separated us in some ways from having those real life conversations, it's also facilitated them as well and facilitated things yeah. like sharing within, you know, towns and even a street, as you say. So lots of different opportunities out there um so where can we find you if people want to to find out more online yeah so so um going so we're on we're on facebook so just uh, look up the edinburgh tool library on facebook and yeah. um, our website is edinburghtoollibrary.org.uk um or you can follow me if you so wish if you like bad jokes and <laughs> books. um i'm on twitter uh, et at etl chris brilliant um, oh and we also have an instagram account Woo! I always forget about. So if you want to look at nice pictures of people working away on uh, tables and woodwork projects and stuff, um, yeah, it's just Ed- Edinburgh Tool Library. And your dog makes that. quite a few appearances on. Is it your dog? But the great. Yes, he's, he's a bit of a minor celebrity in yeah. Edinburgh now. It's, uh, he crops up quite a lot. So yeah, yeah. you know, I think I think you know the the the, the core goals of uh, marketing is just to yeah. try and get as many pictures of dogs doing funny things and yes. into and yeah yeah home free absolutely oh it's been absolutely brilliant because there's so many other questions i i could have asked and wanted to ask but um i hope that that's helped to sort of convey the you know the messages of the the brilliant stuff you're doing and and your vision for you know where it will lead is just amazing and it's it sounds really exciting so i will definitely be following you on your journey been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time.